Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, October 17th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at a potential extension for the Brexit transition period, upbeat Netflix earnings, how Uber's preparing for an IPO, and just how big the market for cannabis will be in Canada. I'm Amy Keene. And I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. European leaders are in Brussels today for the highly anticipated European Council Summit. Many hope that this meeting would be a key moment for Brexit negotiations, but that hope collapsed earlier this week. Now Michel Barnier, chief European negotiator, is open to the possibility of a one-year extension to the Brexit transition, if Prime Minister Theresa May accepts a so-called two-tier backstop to avoid a border in Northern Ireland. But Eurosceptic MPs probably won't want to drag the process out any longer. And on Tuesday night in Washington, the Trump administration opened the door to starting formal trade talks with the UK, quote, as soon as it's ready after Brexit. And in the tech world, Netflix beat estimates for subscriber growth and earnings in the third quarter. Executives predicted 5 million new subscribers, but ended up with nearly 7 million and shares were up 12% in aftermarket trading. And Uber's preparing for an initial public offering sometime in the next six months, valuing the ride-sharing app at $100 billion. The FT reports today that Uber's also considering how to finance its expensive self-driving car unit. While still keeping control, it could go so far as a spinoff. The company is facing pressure from investors to keep costs down ahead of going public. And as of today, cannabis is legal in Canada. It's the first G7 country to legalize recreational marijuana, and Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau hopes the new system will be a game changer. We will soon have a new system in place, one that keeps cannabis out of the hands of our kids and keeps profits away from organized crime. The Canadian cannabis market totaled $5.7 billion in 2017, and the FT's Andrew Edgecliffe-Johnson is here to tell us why investors expect that number to grow. One of Justin Trudeau's predecessors, Brian Mulroney, the conservative former Prime Minister of Canada, has joined the board of one of America's biggest cannabis companies. It's called Acreage Holdings. It raised $119 million in July. And in many ways, it illustrates the phenomenon that's grown up around cannabis stocks in the last few months. Acreage has agreed a deal, a reverse takeover, to get onto the Canadian Securities Exchange, giving it a listing and a currency with which to go out and consolidate other companies in this very fragmented market. It's one of many U.S. companies that have found the Canadian exchange more welcoming than NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. The thing to watch now, with Canada open as a huge consumer market, is where the big consumer brands like Coca-Cola and Diageo start to follow the example of the likes of Constellation Brands, owner of Corona Beer, which this year invested $4 billion in a cannabis company. And here's something you might want to know more about. BlackRock shares fell 4.5% on Tuesday after the company reported disappointing third-quarter earnings. The asset manager handles business for a broad range of clients, from everyday investors to sophisticated hedge funds, which makes its quarterly performance a really useful snapshot of how the global markets are doing. Now, BlackRock beat analysts' expectations on revenue and profit, but one thing that investors are really watching is how the inflows have slowed down in 2018. They were just over $10 billion in the quarter, which is the lowest for a quarter since mid-2016. CEO Larry Fink spoke with the FT's Robin Wigglesworth yesterday, 
and Fink had one word on his mind. The word he kept repeating was uncertainty. Now, uncertainty is something we all have to live with, you know, in our personal lives. But in markets, uncertainty is really what kills investing. Because everything else you can try and price. But uncertainty is this ephemeral, hard-to-quantify fear. And that is what really causes markets to freak out, essentially. And it was interesting that he kept repeating the word uncertainty again and again and again. So far, it's only caused a pause, but that uncertainty is clearly something that is dogging markets and investors right now. So Robin, which group of clients are responsible for that drop in inflows? In the third quarter, retail investors, normal people like you and me, actually didn't do much. We didn't really sell a lot of BlackRock funds. We didn't throw money at them either. The really big outflows from their business were from institutional investors, and that's hedge funds, pension funds, insurers, endowments, and the like. Big, sophisticated investors who clearly were spooked at what looks to be a souring global growth outlook and rising interest rates. And so on that note, what did Chief Executive Larry Fink have to say about what sort of investor sentiment might be telling us about you know, future expectations about the, the global economy. Well, he pointed out that there's always something to worry about in markets. You know, a few years ago, it was a Eurozone crisis. Ten years ago, it was a big global financial crisis. But right now, it's geopolitics, rising interest rates, the end of quantitative easing, Chinese slowdown, emerging market ructions. There's so many new things, and that caused people to pause their investments, as he put it. Pause was the word he used to describe what they were doing. So they weren't panicking, but they were definitely pulling in their horns. He thought that things were probably still on track and everything was fine, but he did note that there was far more uncertainty out there now than there was a year ago, let's say. So we've also had the big U.S. investment banks reporting earnings this week. What kind of picture did those results paint compared with what you've told us about BlackRock? Well, this is a really interesting divergence we've seen over the past year that BlackRock versus the U.S. banks really exemplify. Now, all these companies are fairly global, but the U.S. investment banks like Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan and Morgan Stanley are still far more U.S. oriented than BlackRock, which really is a global asset management shop, even though they are obviously biggest in the U.S. So the U.S. bank have done really well on the back of what is a red-hot U.S. economy. And things are going gangbusters here. But globally, things are looking a little bit glummer. They're not looking terrible, but they're looking murkier, let's say. And that's what I think BlackRock really exemplifies, whilst the U.S. banks, the Wall Street trading shops, they really capture what has been a really brilliant time for the U.S. economy. How that shakes out will be interesting to see, but right now I think people are worried that actually the U.S. is as good as it will ever be, and maybe 2019 will also be a little bit murkier, like it is internationally. You can read more on all these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all of the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 